fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Looking at the news headlines, I'm really getting to the point. I honestly, truly think they're about ready to set up Joe Biden for failure and destruction and disaster. I think we're getting close to it. Don't hold me to that, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next couple of months. We got a lot to get to today. Can you believe it's a pre-Friday celebration? Welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, and more, your millennial general reporting for duty. It's going to be a big show today. Graham Allen, you may have heard this name. He's a big podcaster. He's been on live stream. I followed him on social media because I think he started off just doing like live rants on, on social media. And he made it big, and it blew up and went viral. He has a podcast. He's running for Congress as well. In uh, GOP candidate for Congress running to unseat the pro-impeachment Republican in South Carolina, Tom Rice, in the 7th Congressional District. So we'll have Graham Allen on also with his new book, Dear America, Live Like It's 912. Remember, whole 9-11 thing, destruction, 912. We came together as a unity in America and that's his latest book, Dear America. So we'll talk with Graham Allen at the bottom of the hour. I am super excited to talk with him. I've followed his content on social media for a long time. He's a heck of a guy, super excited. He's running for Congress and super happy to have him on the show in just a little bit. So, of course, the big news, and I didn't get to it yesterday. It seems like we're kind of a day behind in some of the news. But at the same time, we get to break it down a little more in depth after the emotional reactionary response from the headline news. We get to dive a little bit deeper and break it down so that way it makes sense and we see the true reasoning of what's really going on. So I'm kind of okay with it to some degree. But Joe Biden, of course, uh, was announcing today that he plans to make the vaccine mandate for all federal employees at the federal level. You want to talk about the ultimate level of the security versus freedom discussion? Remember when we used to have those all the way back in the day when we would talk about like the Patriot Act and security versus freedom? And according to Benjamin Franklin, if you give up freedom for security, then you deserve neither. And that's been the ongoing message from conservatives. Now we have Democrats running with this, even some Republicans running with this. Well, yeah, you know what? Totally cool. We, we can mandate vaccines. We get to mandate and tell you exactly what to put in your body. And if you don't like to put it in your body, then too bad. And you can wear masks or you can do a testing every day or you can quit your job and find something else because that's the beauty. They have the right to tell you what to do in your body. We have the right to check to make sure that you did what you said we want you to do in your body. I find that argument fascinating because while we look at the security versus freedom discussion, this takes it to an entirely new level. I mean, before we were talking about privacy and we're talking about metadata, we're talking about information on your phone or your email, or your social media or your privacy of, you know, microphones listening to you in your home from your cell phone, which I'm not saying it doesn't happen because I'm sure it does. And they actually know it happens. If you look at any of the guys that actually worked for the government, they like put their phones in the microphone in the microwave when they try to have conversations because they don't want things to be spied upon, which we're, we're right. And then we had the smart TVs with cameras literally looking directly at us, which really makes it uncomfortable if you think about it with younger kids that are like watching movies and maybe getting a little close and trying to uh, do the stretch in the arm around the girl and checking it. Out. And the camera's sitting there watching it. So then all of a sudden you're going to see. Uh, you're going to see commercials of, you know, uh, condoms or something. I don't know. 
it's weird because they they now watch and surveil everything you do with cameras all over the streets for security. We have the cameras all over our phones for security and and safety to be able to lock our phone with the fo- the face recognition stuff going on. You have the microphones listening to you for security. You have the metadata. I mean, that was all a conversation where it was a violation of privacy. And many conservatives, libertarians were like, hey, security, freedom. What do you choose here? Do you choose to be secure because you want to give up that freedom and you're okay with that violation of privacy for security? Or do you want freedom and you figure it out yourself? I think that's minuscule compared to this because we're now taking it to another level. But here's the kicker. Federal workers don't want it. And they're now releasing it. Even the Washington Post, a very liberal left-wing article, is coming out and actually making Joe Biden look bad, which is, again, another notch in the belt of me thinking that his reign is almost over. They wanted to implement a radical extreme agenda, get as much as they possibly could out of him, and then make him look like the crazy guy after everything screws up and goes haywire and goes madness. They kick him out, and then they bring somebody else in to actually take over and say, we're here to save it because he tried, he had a good idea, he just didn't implement it properly, and then calm down the masses because they're there to fix things. I mean, they do that in the election. Think about it. They do it in the elections, don't they? When the Republicans are in office and they're like, oh, look, this is messed up and this is messed up and we're going to be the great saviors. They did this in this last election with Donald Trump. And things are going crazy. Immigration, you know, he's a racist. He's locking everything down. There's a virus going around and he's handling it horribly. So Joe Biden, he's the guy that's going to fix the virus issue. I mean, obviously his son died of cancer. He had a cancer research institute that obviously didn't go anywhere, and he ended up shutting it down. And then his last plea was, I'll cure cancer if I'm in the presidency. <laughs> Haven't heard that one for the last six months when he's, once he finally got in. But he always the, the Democrats always use the argument of the Republicans are causing mayhem. We will solve the issues. Now, it's them throwing the wrench in the system to cause the issues, but they do that to say there's an issue. Now, give us power because we'll handle it. He came in, promoted a radical agenda as the puppet that he is. It's all going haywire, and it's not working because progressive agendas just don't work. And then they'll boot him out and say, we're here to actually take over because he created the mess. Good idea, but he had a big mess. Headline from the Washington Post, Biden's plan uh, planned vaccine rule meets resistance from large group of federal workers. Why would the Washington Post run a story like this? <laughs> President's, uh, President Biden's expected announcement of a vaccine mandate for federal workers has splintered groups representing large number of employees, raising questions about it, uh, including numerous uh, 26,000 federal officers blasted the idea within the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. <laughs> Yeah, law enforcement, postal workers, IRS managers, all of them, all these different federal agencies and departments are coming back saying, no, we don't want this and we're not going to do this. Their own employees under the executive branch are coming back and saying no, which you can't blame them, can you? I I relate this to, let's say you're young again. Pretend, you know, I'm still, what, I've been married. Actually, I'm going on nine years this year. That's crazy. Next month's going to be our nine-year anniversary, or September is. Anyways, you go back to the dating time. You're dating this girl for a while or this guy for a while. You maybe dated for a couple of years. Go out to the movies, you hang out, get to know each other. You start to know everything about one another. You get to that point, and I'm relating this to like a work contract, so bear with me for a second. You get to that point in the relationship where like, you know what? I really want to marry this gal. I really want to spend the rest of my life with her. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. All right. I mean, marriage essentially 
is a contract between two individuals to stay together forever, live together, raise a family, you know, have finances together. Do it. It's a contractual relationship. I don't want to really break down the to, to dismiss the emotions, but when it comes down to it, the raw deal of what a marriage is is a contractual relationship between two individuals. Let's just say you date this gal for two, three years. Everything's great. You love her to death. You propose, you get married, you move in. The first thing she does that you had no idea about in any way, shape, or form that was not part of the contractual agreement between you two was that she says, actually, honey, I'm in a cult. You need to shave your head, and you need to only eat applesauce for the rest of your life. This is not the terms of the contract that I had agreed upon. We went out and had sushi while we were dating. We had tacos. We had great. We were wonderful, and I like my beautiful hair, but yet you're going to make me shave my head and eat applesauce for the rest of my life. What the heck's wrong with you? Oh, I'm in a cult, didn't I tell you? No, you didn't tell me for three years of dating. Oh, sorry. That's kind of a contract deal breaker, is it not? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe people like shaving their head and eating applesauce. If you're cool with that and that's your thing, then all the power to you. If that's what you like, this is what the vaccine would do if a business tried to mandate and if the government tried to mandate to their employees. States are trying to do this as well with their state employees, with health uh, care workers. Hospitals are doing this. Now, look, if your contract, if you're applying for a job and you know going into the job, the military maybe some healthcare positions if you're a doctor or a nurse or you have contact with individuals and they say you know what part of the job requires that you actually are up to date on all your immunizations that you get these you know yearly flu shots or whatever which some do some healthcare workers do or the military we're going to give you every shot under the sun to protect you from uh from this and from that and we're going to do this trial on this we're going to give you some juices here and we're going to do this and they give you all these shots that's in your obligation that's in your contract you know that going in you know it. it's nothing different. So this type of decision, if a hospital comes down and says, you know what, we're going to mandate the vaccine, everybody needs to get it. All right, fine. I already take the flu shot. I already take this. I already take that. It's in my contract. It's nothing surprising. If you're a postal worker and a postal manager or a driver of a post office uh, a truck to deliver mail, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that a postal worker has never had to give their immunization records to their postal worker manager to prove that they have all their vaccines up to code. Maybe they do. I've never been a postal worker. I don't really know. I worked as a banker, which was in the private industry, but yet heavily regulated under the federal government because it was a bank and we handled finances. Never had to give them any immunizations. I worked for two different, three different, two different banks, two different banks. Never had to give any immunizations. Now, if they came to me as a banker and said, you know, we're going to start mandating the vaccine. You now we're changing your contract that you agreed to. You've been here for 30 years. You're working. All of a sudden now we're going to change the terms of your contract. You have to get the vaccination or you can kick the can and go out the door. What do you do? That is not constitutional. I don't care what lawyer says. I don't care what, what type of politician says. I don't care what Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or anybody else says. That's not constitutional. They have no right because that is breaking and changing the terms of contract. So unless you go back and re-sign and update your contract and say, yes, I signed on to this one where I give you access to my health care records. I give you the right to tell me what to inject into my body. I give you the right to control my health based on your decisions and what you want as a company basis. I have no right. It's the same as if you sign a contract where it says, you know, you can't show any tattoos as a banker, couldn't show any tattoos. Uh, you had to hair, have your hair a certain way. You couldn't wear hats. You had to wear, you know, dress up shirts. I mean, all that stuff was in my contract. I knew when I walked in the door, if I had a tattoo, which I have one, but it's covered easy from my arm. 
by wearing even a T-shirt, it's covered so no one can really see it, uh, then it was fine. I had to keep my hair a proper way. I had to make sure my beard was trimmed, which it's not right now. And I'm trying to, <laughs> I had some comments, Andy, trim the beard. I'm trying to see how long it goes here. Hang out, hang, hang tight for me. You had to make sure that you wore slacks or you at least had to wear a suit or at least you had to wear dress pants. You couldn't wear jeans. You had to wear uh, uh, um, uh, khakis or you had to wear suit pants or something like that. I knew that going in when I signed the contract. You cannot change the contract without the knowledge of both parties. And therefore, any private business in this nation, wherever you may be listening to this program, remember your job and your boss has zero right to tell you what to put in your business, uh, zero right to tell you what to put in your body, zero right to get your immunization records, zero right to get your medical history, zero right to tell you to get the shot unless it's already stipulated in your contract that they had the right to do that when you signed on. That's just a matter of fact. That's the way it is. So this federal mandate, yeah, people are not happy. Law enforcement, really? Well, we ran into contact with people. Okay, so wear the mask if that's what you oh so dear choose to do. Postal workers, IRS managers, you're sitting in an office in a cubicle for the IRS trying to you know find a way to screw more people out of their money, and we're kind of worried about you getting the vaccine? Come on, dude. Not buying it. It's the way it is. I think they're setting up Joe Biden to fail. Even his own agencies are turning on him, saying that they don't like this, and he's in a desperate state. He was supposed to solve the COVID thing because it was supposed to be an easy fix because Donald Trump just wasn't handling it right, right? He was going to go in, swoop in, fix everything that was going to be done, everything that was going to open up, everything was hunky-dory. It's not happening. He's panicking, and people are turning on him, even on his own side. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, Jar. Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Always a pleasure. Tomorrow, the last day of the month, well, Saturday, but tomorrow, the last radio day of the month. Crazy times goes by way too fast. I do want to remind you that we do have our uh, newsletter coming out on Monday. If you have not signed up for it yet, definitely sign up for it. We'll be working on that this weekend. Get ready to send out first thing Monday morning. Go to the website, whosyourreason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R, reason.com. It's totally free. The first thing that pops up will say, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? You say yes. Type in your email address. We'll get you on the list. And every month, we won't spam you all the time, just a once a month email. And, uh, I mean, it's not going to go anywhere else. We don't send it out to anybody else. I just use that to send out the info. We have our monthly blog on there. We'll have some civic holidays, what's going on with the show, what we've done with the show, the latest with the Hoosier Media Network and different shows and podcasting programs that we have under the slate, which you can find and all their links as well. Some really cool content. We appreciate you. We have tons of people signing up all the time. Uh, This month, we've already uh, blown it out of the water with more subscribers. So thank you for that. If you have yet to do that, you still have time before the newsletter comes out on Monday morning. Again, HoosierReason.com, which by the way, all the social media handles are at HoosierReason as well on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch.tv, on Instagram, on TikTok. Yes, I do have a TikTok. No, I don't do a lot with it yet, but I will start doing it as we're continuously building the Hoosier Media Network Studios, which is really awesome uh, on, on the underground bunker, if you want to call it that. We're building our own Hoosier Media Network Studios. I'm going to have some like up-to-date, like in-action shots of the construction there, what the studio is going to be like, and then we'll start doing some really cool stuff from there with all the projects we have going on. So all of the social media on there, plus the OurFreedomBook.com as well, kind of the alternative to Facebook, OurFreedomBook.com. You can subscribe to that one. That's kind of cool. And kind of a Facebook-style social media, but doesn't censor you. What a concept. Ha! I know, right? All right, real quick, we got a couple minutes before the bottom of the hour, but with this Biden mandate on vaccines, again, I don't know whether they're setting him up to fail, whether they're trying to turn the tide on him. The media is starting to go after him now, but in the state of desperation... You ever get someone backed into a corner, they don't know what to do, so they kind of show their, their their desperation showing. Now, I want to cover yourself up a little bit, your desperation showing. Joe Biden kind of getting to that point with COVID. He thought he was done. The numbers were going down. The vaccine came out the spring, and everybody that needed it jumped in online with it. Anybody like above the age of 60, then a few individuals that were, you know, really paranoid about the virus, and everybody got it. There. And it, look, if you got it, you got it. That's cool. I don't really care. All the power to you. But there's still that lingering percent where no matter what kind of campaign they do, there hasn't been an increase in COVID vaccinations over the last couple of months. The demographic that needed it got it. The demographic that doesn't need it hasn't gotten it. And now somehow we're the problem. And I find that hilarious. Now, states have already done initiatives. Uh, The state of Ohio was doing like a five week, one million dollar a week uh, for five uh, five straight weeks, so a total of $5 million, like a, like a lottery thing. If you got the vaccine, you were going to get your name in there, get drawn, potentially get a million dollars of that sort. Here in the state of Kansas, our sweet little Democrat governor who thinks she's all, you know, hunky-dory and wonderful, she's actually more of a emotionally responding type of individual that has no clue what she's doing and way over her head on issues. She tried to do an incentive of, you can drive a NASCAR over Kansas Speedway. <laughs> that was supposed to be the incentive for us to get the vaccine. Thanks. They're also doing different you know, giveaways to go to different places, uh, amusement parks and water parks and so on and so forth. Well, now Biden's calling on states to offer $100 incentives. This reminds me of like those that want to do the trial, uh, different vaccine trials 
and shot trials to where you can get some money. Because now all the money that they just sent to all the states all over the nation, the massive amounts of money, we're like, we we passed too much in the stimulus bills. We don't know what to do with this cash. Here's a hundred billion dollars, you know, do what you will with it sort of thing, and gave it to states all over the place. The states just trying to like either, you know, pay off some debt or put it in an emergency fund or give it out to people and businesses that have been struggling over the last year. They're now advocating for the states to use that money into hundred dollar incentives. Meaning, again, if you don't get the vaccine, then you just subsidize someone else to get the vaccine, inject it into their body, and get a $100 gift card on your taxpayer money. Don't you feel special? Again, to me, a little bit of a sign of desperation to try and make this thing go away. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you more than you can imagine, no matter where you may be. Uh, actually, so i got to give a shout-out real quickly before we get back into it. Graham Allen, we'll get him on the program as soon as we can. Wasn't able to get in touch. I'm super excited to talk with him, so I hopefully we can make contact. If not, we'll get him rescheduled on the show. Real quickly, before we move any further, just to let you know, i got to give a big shout-out to uh, Montana and Ohio for killing it on the podcast this month. I can kind of see where all the states where we actually get all the listeners. And obviously, being the home base of Kansas here, we always dominate here in Kansas. California always does well. Texas always does well. Virginia always does well, which I don't know who listens in Virginia, but we love you guys. <laughs> I don't think I know anybody. I guess, you know, politicians, and I guess that is kind of where D.C.'s at and some of the elected officials. I know you listen, too. It's crazy. We have on a lot of elected officials from my area here in Kansas and other places around the country as well. So, And we're trying to expand and actually get more of them on. So I know you listen because we mentioned things on the program that that you're already aware of and you already know kind of what's going on. So that's awesome. Thank you guys for that one. But uh, that's all these states that do relatively well with the show that have kind of the, the top five for do- podcast downloads of the program. But then this month, Ohio and Minnesota, or, uh, Montana just dominated, just like jumped up there and killed it. So whoever's listening out there, thank you guys. We love you as well. You can find the podcast any of, on any of your favorite podcasting sites with uh, TuneIn and with uh, Podbean is where we host it. So you can find it on Podbean, of course, on Google Play and on Amazon Music and on Spotify, and it's everywhere. So 
That's pretty awesome. All right, you can always email me as well, network at gmail.com. So the mask mandates and the vaccines, as we start to mandate these, it's a sign of desperation because now you have to incentivize because the ones that, look, the ones that chose not to do it are have chosen not to do it. And you can try and win them over all you want to with incentives or by scare tactics by forcing them to do it. But I got to be honest, and I'm going to be completely raw honest with you on a lot of different things. I always am because I don't know how else to be. If you watch me, I'm not scripting my show. I just kind of go by what leads me to do so. You want me to get the vaccine. Here's what's going to make me trust you more. And by the way, this isn't going to happen. So all the government officials that are listening, then you can work to make this happen. But good luck doing it because it's not going to work. Do you want me to listen to you? Honestly, truly, as the guy that's a quote unquote rebel, been told that many times throughout my entire life, like you're a rebel, you're a punk, you just don't listen, um, which is really funny for being a conservative because we like order, we like, you know, common sense, we like, you know, normal things. But that's what I've been told. And that's cool. Whatever. You really want me to listen to you. You really want me to take your guidance. You really want me to do what you're telling me is really for my benefit. Because that's what you're saying, that the, the COVID vaccine is going to help me. It's going to make me healthier. It's going to make me not have any symptoms, It's or, or at least minimal symptoms. It's going to boost my immunity. It's going to do really good things for me, and it's not going to spread the virus to other people. I'm going to be saving myself and going to be saving others. Let's be honest about this. Let's take away all the politics. Let's take away all the garbage. Let's look at the raw facts of we're in a quote-unquote pandemic. There are people getting sick. What can we do to end this? If you say, truly, honestly say, that this is your solution to end the pandemic, get the vaccine, what do you have to do to win me over? For me, it is the 100% truth, 100% honesty, 100% transparency. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Because we don't get that from you, ever, on any issue. Not just COVID, on any issue. On the budget, we don't see the entire federal budget. In fact, we have Democrats say we need to pass it to see what's in it, sort of thing. We have a lie going on about immigration where it's a massively, uh, not a simple issue, but it's a different discussion than what we always talk about on the right and on the left. Their platitudes, their garbage, it's not the meat and potatoes of the issue. It's about building a wall, not building a wall. Whether we allow DACA, whether we don't allow DACA. Regardless of all that, what's the raw natural issue here? We have a messed up system to where sometimes it's too expensive, sometimes the red tape is too much, sometimes whatever the case is based on population and workforce and labor shortages or whatever. We don't talk about the real issue of it. We always talk about the platitudes. We talk about the budget. We talk about 2%. Oh, if you don't pass this, then people on Medicaid are going to die in the streets. Oh, if you don't pass this, when well, the military is not going to have enough funding. When that's a sliver of it, but yet we talk, we don't talk about the rest of it with everything else that goes on in a trillion upon trillion upon trillion dollar budget. 100% transparency. Now, this isn't just politics either. This is the struggle I've been going on on the personal life as well, when it comes to religion, when it comes to faith or spirituality, when it comes to a lot of questions about life in general, that total transparency, total independence is what I want and thrive for. That's what conservatives want, total independence. You're worried about your paycheck not being able to clear with your business because of COVID and they shut down and they tried to shut doors. Time to be independent and find your own job or start your own business. Total independence. You don't trust the healthcare system or the doctors because they're trying to give you false information to force a vaccine onto you. Then guess what? Then you find ways to take care of yourself already with holistic medicine. People find ways to do things on their own because that's human nature. 
is to survive. So if you want me to get into the system, and if you want me to jump on board with what you're doing, you need to throw me a bone and be completely transparent, and we're not getting that. And here's what I mean. With the vaccine, we're not getting all the details. Name one media source that has said that the, co- that the Delta variant is less deadly because it's a mutated virus that isn't as severe. It's more contagious, and that's what they run with. It's more contagious. They're scaring you. Look at Delta variant. It's more contagious. It's easier to transmit. Okay, it's easier to transmit. Is it as deadly and severe as the original COVID? No, it's not, because COVID originally had a death rate between 1% to 1.5%. The death rate of the Delta variant is between 003 to 0.08%. So it's not as deadly. So you can have it, but it's just, just above the symptoms of a flu for most individuals. Others that are in the hospital, what else is going on? Which leads to point number two. If you're going to be completely open about COVID, I want to hear the data, not just the number of people that are hospitalized versus the number of people that had the case and confirmed cases, not just the number of people that have died compared that were in the hospital compared to the number of cases that were actually confirmed with COVID. I want to hear the stats and the demographics. Break it down for me. The age group, the prior illnesses. Did you know that the average person that has died, the vast majority 60, 70%, whatever it was, the vast majority of individuals that have died from the Delta variant specifically, specifically the Delta variant, the vast number, 60, 70% of those that have died from that one had at least five pre-existing illnesses when they contracted the Delta variant. That's why they're not reporting. Here's the other crazy part. Hospitals have stopped reporting people who have been vaccinated and then come in and still test a positive with the quote-unquote breakthrough cases. That's why those numbers are so low, but they've admitted that they've stopped reporting some of those. So we're getting half of the information. All we're getting is it's more contagious, therefore it's scary. You need to go get the vaccine. They don't tell us why it's more contagious. They don't tell us that it's less deadly. They don't tell us what demographics are actually getting hit. And they don't tell us about the prior ailments that led to the hospitalization from the variant, whether it's, again, the original uh, group, I'm just going to assume, of people that were predominantly hit with, with, uh, with COVID, which is the elderly, the immune compromised because they had a pre-existing condition, or people that are overweight and had heavy respiratory because overall your respiratory system works harder if you're overweight and it takes more oxygen to actually circulate through your body because you're overweight and unhealthy. We read stories of just changing your diet and eating healthier can lower severity of COVID by 40%. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you that 80% of the population is deficient on vitamin D. They're not telling you that. They don't tell you that vitamin D not only helps boost your immune system, but also helps specifically with pneumonia and respiratory illnesses that are like pneumonia. Would be kind of important with the virus that's going around worldwide harming people with their lungs. But they don't tell you that. We're getting partial information. Now, uh, Andy, that's not scientifically proven. That's not proven. That's not going to help with COVID. There's been no study on it. Why hasn't there been a study on it? There has been, actually. But why haven't that been mainstream? Because then it goes into the side that you and I, those of us that are concerned about the vaccine, are concerned about. Control, lack of transparency, and some type of malicious intent. 
because you're not completely transparent with us. Tell me about the vitamins. Tell me about the demographics and tell me about the the people that are in the hospital with the average of four to five different pre-existing conditions and ailments that made the virus more severe for them because their immune system was already shot. Tell me these things and then let me be the judge of my own. The fact is as well is that apparently with all these breakthrough vaccine cases where they're not telling us about it, obviously if they're having even minor symptoms, even if they're not hospitalized, uh, no one's hospitalized with in in the hospital with uh, the virus if they got the vaccine. It's just they're getting minor symptoms. So what? According to them, even having minor symptoms means you're able to transmute the virus. So why is it the fault of the unvaccinated that uh, we're seeing an increase of Delta cases all over the country just from the unvaccinated, where if we are seeing breakthrough cases, even if it's a tiny little cough and a raspy voice for a day or two, that it was COVID that they got when they were vaccinated, they can still transmute the virus just as easy as anybody else. So why is it the fault of the unvaccinated? What starts to unravel through this mindset and the deeper you go into this is that we realize that masks haven't helped anything, that the, vi- that the vaccine, if you want to get it, fine, but doesn't do anything other than help some individuals have less severe symptoms. But if you still contract it, you can still test positive, you can still have it in your system, you can still transmit it to other individuals, and you can still potentially have symptoms. Maybe not as severe, but you can still have symptoms. So now it's up to you to decide, do I go and get the vaccine? Or do I work on things naturally to allow my immune system to get healthy on its own? But when you decide that, then you're a, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're one that doesn't follow science. You're one that doesn't follow real information. And they blow you off as someone who's trying to harm society. With that mindset, you're never going to win anybody. With that mind, You want to win me over, talk about all of that and give me the option. But you know why they're not going to do that? Because Dr. Fauci, the CDC, World Health Organization... All the other infectious disease departments or whatever, they're all making buku bucks partnering with those pharmaceutical companies, making all that money who made close to $3 trillion in profit in the first quarter this year just on that single vaccine. There's money, there's power, there's control, there's manipulation involved. And when that happens, the lack of transparency comes out. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. 
online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I hope I didn't scare too many people away with that mindset because there's <laughs> there's even some on this side of the aisle uh, that are not too happy about that mindset and really like the uh, the idea of mandated vaccines, mandated mask wearing, that sort of thing. And the, uh, again, the more they try and force it on, the more I try to step back and say, no, like be open about it and I'll come to you, but you can't force me to do it. It's kind of like a relationship, right? You, can, you can't make someone... Force be forced to you know be into you if they're not then they're not you can't force that you can try and win them over which again leads to the whole ultra masculinity thing guys doing stupid stuff to try to get the attention of girls and the girls look at them and be like they're really dumb and then they end up like dating them because they get the attention and it works or else if it didn't work we'd be out of a you know society thousands of years ago <laughs> I've had a lot of people over the last few days actually reaching out wanting to send me stuff trying to call into the pro which we don't take phone calls just because we uh, we're all over at different times on different radio stations around the country, so there's really no point right now in taking phone calls. We will at some point, but we don't right now. But you can email me, network at gmail.com. And I love to, whether you have a comment, whether you want to debate, or whether you have like stories or links that you want to send me, I love all that stuff, which I get a lot of them every day. And then I kind of go through and pick and choose on, you know, if it's topical for the day or if it's a free for all Fridays, we usually do a little more open forum, but we get a lot of them throughout the week. Uh, But this actually goes right into the topic that I was going to get into a little bit today and tomorrow. So let's go ahead and go to the mailbox. What's in the mailbox? So tomorrow on the program, we have uh, from here in the state of Kansas, former Secretary of State Chris Kobach. He's running for attorney general here in the state. But uh, bigger than that, the reason we're going to have on uh, have him on our big national program is because he worked a lot on the federal level on immigration issues. He he was going to be the immigration czar under Trump. Uh, he had been interviewed for that. He had worked on the Election Integrity Commission with Vice President Mike Pence for a while, trying to clean up the voter rolls and trying to find discrepancies within voter registration rolls at the county and statewide levels and trying to compare data. So he's been really involved at the federal level and he worked really closely with the Trump administration. And with the news coming out last week about DACA being rescinded and ending in the nation because of the judge down in Texas that ended up ending DACA and Biden losing his mind over that, we're going to have Chris Kobach on the program with us tomorrow to talk about uh, the DACA issue and some of the immigration issues, uh, which I got an email a little bit ago regarding some of the immigration and concerns about that with the agenda to try and change uh, what they say is the South under the Obama administration, trying to change the South into blue states. Here's the funny part. They're already blue. We have to remember this. Most of them, a lot of them, are blue already. If you remember, the Democrats tried to use this whole flip thing of, uh, you know, they got reversed, they got changed during the civil rights movement because all the racists and the Nazis and the KKK members went to the right, which is not true in any way, shape or form. And they those people sometimes try to play the facade of republicanism and conservatism, but 
when you look at conservative principles, we don't look at identity politics. We don't do that stuff. So those guys, those radicals, David Dukes and everybody, they're still on the left side of the aisle. They still believe in the identity politics, obviously, on the left side of the aisle. And all the members of the KKK that were in Congress were on the left side of the aisle. So I find that hilarious. But the real conservatives down in the South, and it's not just the South, it's happening everywhere in the nation, are being overrun. And the big scheme has been to bring in illegal aliens by the millions. The millions. When's the last time you heard in the news stories about the caravans coming across the border? When was the last time you heard a story about that? Because it happened right during uh, the transition into Biden's administration back in January. Haven't heard a word about it since. We heard a little bit about how the max capacity down at the uh, down at the border with the immigrants. Haven't heard about it since. We still have the catch and release programs. We still have illegal aliens flooding the nation by the millions, and yet we hear nothing about it in the mainstream media. What's the agenda? Right now they're shipping them all over the country to rural communities and to uh, swing states where they're trying to change them from red to purple to eventually blue by getting individuals here, then trying to give some form of amnesty, then trying to get them registered to vote, then trying to get them to vote. be like, hey, remember what party saved you? The Democrats, baby. We got you housing. We got you social programs. We got you citizenship. We got you in the country. Who cares about COVID? Who cares about the other issues? We got you here. Just remember that. And that's the way the Democrat Party, for its existence, has run itself. All the way back when, when we started with Ellis Island coming in, hey, we'll give you a bowl of soup, we'll give you some housing, we'll even get you a job. You just got to remember who took care of you. Don't you worry. We got this covered, buddy. (laughs) And when that happens, then you know you got a lifelong Democrat voter. They're trying to change it. They're trying to get their numbers caught up to what they said happened in November of last year. And they're starting all over. It's in every rural state, in every rural community, because it's easier to flip. And then it matches with the higher populated areas. So, yes, there is an there is an agenda through immigration to change the electoral system. It's been going on for a long time. And guess what? We're going to talk to a guest about that tomorrow. So stay tuned because it's going to be awesome. Until then, podcast going up in just a little bit. Make sure to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.